Live from Beit Shemesh and broadcasted around the world, you are listening to the From Entrepreneur Podcast with your host, Nahum Klegman. Interviews and advice from Jewish entrepreneurs from around the world. Listen, learn, be Masliach. Welcome to episode 40 of the From Entrepreneur. And today I'm going to be talking about networking. Several things have happened in the past couple of weeks to me in terms of networking, and it's a topic that I'm very passionate about, and I think uh, you know it's definitely something I want to discuss. I call this networking the good, the bad, and the ugly. There's been a couple of ugly incidents that had happened has happened to me uh, recently, and I wanted to share those stories and share my thoughts on them. At the same time, there's a lot of great things about networking, and you know the importance of networking in your business cannot be understated. So let's first talk about the good, okay? So first of all, we know that people buy from people. It's about relationships. In Eretz Israel, we have a name for it called protexia, right? It's not about what you know, it's about who you know. And depending on who you know, you could get better rates at a bank. You can get discounts pretty much anywhere. You could get cut to the front of the line, Right? I'm not saying that uh, using Protexia is always the best scenario but uh, or the most fair, but it's definitely how uh, things happen in Israel. So your relationships with people are very, very important. Now, I want to preface this by saying also that your reputation and who you are is something that is uh, should be very dear to you. Okay? I know that, you know, to me, my name is what is most important to me, and very times often in business— I will set aside myself so that I walk out of a situation with my name in the clear. It's, uh, you know, there are times that I've uh, given money when I didn't have to. There are times when, you know, I've I had to suck in my true feelings because I didn't want to hurt somebody else. And, the, you know, I just want to, you know, a person's reputation takes a lifetime to build and can take minutes to be destroyed. So before, you know, when you're talking about networking, you're talking about connecting with other people, the one thing one thing that you want to keep in mind is that you want to be that type of person that somebody wants to network with, right? We could talk about you networking with hundreds or thousands of other people, but if you're not the type of person that somebody's going to want to network with, it's going to want to connect to, then, you know, you're going to start off with a, a very hard, uh, you know, it's going to be a hard, it's going to be a very hard for you to build your network. And to utilize your network. And we're going to talk about that, about the reputation. We're going to talk about multi-level marketing towards the end of this episode and that the effect that it has on uh, your reputation. But let's talk a little bit first about the importance of uh, networking and building your relationship. Okay. It cannot be understated because, and we're going to talk about different uh, tools that you can use to build your network. But, you know, getting yourself out there, and this also could be you know, talking about self-branding and maybe we'll do that in another episode talking about self-branding and promoting yourself. But, you know, in terms of building your network, in terms of having connections, like if you won't have to sell something, but you don't know anybody, who are you going to sell to, right? People are bombarded today with advertisements, you know, left, right, and center, seeing thousands of advertisements a month, some that you don't even realize that you're seeing, right? But people have learned how to uh, tune them out, how to ignore them. But the one thing that we don't tune out is our relationships, right? If somebody recommends something to you, it's more likely that you're going to look into it or that you're going to take it seriously because you know the person, you trust the reputation of that person. You trust your friendship with that person. So if you have, um, so building your relationships and building your network is really key to business success, right? And it's 
key to success in almost anything, uh, not just business, but especially in the uh, nonprofit world, you know, where you're building up your relationships with donors, you know, sometimes it could take years of building that relationship before you'll even ask that donor for money. And this is because people want to deal with people. Donors want to give to real people. They don't want to just give uh, to anybody that asks them. Of course, some of them will. If you want to get that big donation, it could take years and years of building your relationship with that person. And it's the same in business, right? You never know who it is that's going to be in, uh, you know, a cause for for uh, uh, for a good business deal later on in life, right? And so for me, I always worked on myself. And sure, there's I'm naturally I love people. Naturally, I I love to help people. Um, a lot of what I do and how I spend my time is about helping people. Uh, but this podcast is about helping people. Right. I don't make money with this podcast. I do it because uh, I did it for a couple of reasons. One, because there was so much more that I wanted to learn uh, and I wanted to uh, connect with, you know, other from entrepreneurs. But two, I wanted to be able to give back to from entrepreneurs everywhere. And by listening to this podcast and hearing some of the stories and the feedback I've gotten, you know, I've been doing this for more than a year now, and the feedback has just really been phenomenal. People that have reached out to me to tell me that they've learned something from an episode, that they've been inspired, that uh, they they found uh, things that were interesting or things that they didn't know or tricks or, or tools to help them grow their business. And to me, that's tremendous satisfaction. So, but always, even from, I, I mean, truth is, I've been an entrepreneur and and doing uh, business since I was 10 years old, you know, whether it was shoveling snow or babysitting or selling baseball cards and, you know, uh, whatever I did to uh, try and make money, you know, until, until you know, I I got older or, or started a real business. So I was always worried or concerned about my reputation. And I always want people to like me. Right? Who doesn't want people to like them? As a matter of fact, I mean, isn't that what social media is all about? People post something because they want people to like them. And people are very concerned when someone doesn't like them, right? And so for me, it was very important. And it's always been important for me, uh, not from a business rule, but just from being a mensch, just from being someone who tries to serve Hashem and just the Torah way is to treat people with respect and to tr- always try to keep in mind how another person feels. Right? And we're going to talk a bit about that a, a bit more in this episode as well. Now, you know, we... In uh, previous episodes, we talk about niche uh, and about you know, if your business niche and my niche, my business niche. I guess in terms of you know my podcast or you know the book that's coming out soon, the From Entrepreneur or uh, anything else I may be doing is is the From world and, and my consulting business as well is really the From businessman, the From uh, entrepreneur, and there is an advantage when uh, you know to being a member of the tribe. And a lot of times, you know, uh, in my travels and, you know, uh, different parts of the world, when another Jew sees me and, you know, sees that I'm Jewish, you know, obviously because I don't know if it's the beard or the yarmulke or the combination, but, uh, you know, people come up to me and they, they, they'll let me know that, hey, uh, you know, they're also a member of the tribe. And there's great pride in that. And the truth is, you know, if I meet a fellow Jew anywhere in the world, there's an automatic connection. You know, it's not just that we say we're brothers. We actually are brothers, right? We are all one family. We all stem from the same one neshama. And we will all come from Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov. And so there is like an automatic connection no matter where the person's holding in life, uh, whether you're from or you're not from. But just the fact that you're Jewish, there's an inherent built-in trust that uh, people have for their fellow Jew. And not only trust, but a, an inherent desire to help someone else, to help out a fellow Jew. So if your business, if you're in the business world and you're working with fellow Jews and your your clientele is is fellow Jews, then I think you have a head start. I think you have certain advantages. And I'll tell you that one of the places that this has come up to me recently, and we'll talk about networking tools 
Let's take uh, the first one I wanted to talk about, and that's uh, LinkedIn, right? LinkedIn, if you're in the business world, is probably the number one tool you want to use to meet new people, to connect with people, to connect with, with uh, potential partners or, or customers, right? Now, I've been building up my, I mean, I've been on LinkedIn, I, I don't even know, like five, six years, and now I have, I think about 4,000, I'm LinkedIn uh, with about 4,000 people. Now, of the 4,000 people, I would say about 75, 80% of them are from Jews. And that is mainly because I've been reaching out and trying to connect with other from Jews. And on LinkedIn, it's the easiest thing to do because, you know, if you look at my profile and you see, you know, you clearly see that I'm a from guy. You could see that, you know, I've, I've been involved in different businesses and different ventures. And so when I reach out to people on LinkedIn and they're a from person, uh, 99% of the time, they'll accept my, my uh, LinkedIn request because they have nothing to lose. They don't know if, uh, you know, I'm trying to sell them something or not, but they, you know, they see another from Jew and they say, hey, this is someone I want to be connected to. Maybe this person could help me with my business. Maybe uh, I could help him with his. And so my LinkedIn has grown, you know, by thousands, especially over the last year where I've been concentrating on building my LinkedIn connections, especially with from entrepreneurs and from business people around the world. And the amount of connections I've made and the, you know, the, the business that I've gotten from that has been fantastic as well. And, you know, someone, when you link into somebody, normally they'll check out your profile and it doesn't happen the majority of the time, but I'd say maybe, I don't know, one out of one or two out of, uh, out of 10 will then, you know, message me and say, Hey, what are you about? Do you want to talk? Uh, you know, want to connect more and but plus, when I'm looking for something now, if I'm looking for a graphic artist, if I'm looking for an investor, or if I'm looking for an accountant, and I could just do a search through my network, and then I'm able to, uh, you know, I have a built-in network of people who I inherently trust and I inherently want to help or be helped by. And it's, uh, you know, so LinkedIn has just been a fantastic tool for connecting with other from entrepreneurs and business people. So um, that's one tool. Now, just a uh, I guess uh, a trick or not, I wouldn't say a trick, just some advice, I guess some good advice for LinkedIn is that if you ever link, when you go into your uh, LinkedIn account and you should go in uh, at least, you know, I'd say twice a week, you'll see in the top right hand corner, uh, there's something called, uh, in, there's something called uh, click like or even better leave a personal message, you know, for, for somebody. It says ways to keep in touch, right? And it's very simple. You'll see, you know, depending on how many people you have in your network or what's happening, people that have started new jobs or, or people that, that get a congratulations for something. And it takes literally just a minute, minute and a half just to like the post, right? And it shows the person that you're thinking about them. It shows the person that you care. If it's somebody that you know, you know, especially you should do more than just a like. You should write them a personal message. I think it's very important to try to keep up with your network. Now, obviously, with thousands of, uh, of people, it's, it's hard to do. Especially on LinkedIn, where you're not you're not there every day. But you know, if you take a few minutes every other day or so, just to go in and to make congratulations on people, right, and to to see what's going on in your network, could be very beneficial. And you want to keep your name in front of their minds, right? You want to build that relationship. One of um, the questions that come up the most on LinkedIn is whether you should endorse people for skills. Now. I have to, uh, to be honest with you, I am uh, against that practice. I don't think you should just endorse people uh, that you don't know or that you don't know if their skills are worth endorsing. The only exception I'll make is for family. Like if, it, you know, LinkedIn, when you when you log in, you'll, there'll be suggested uh, endorsements for people, right? So if it's a family member or one of my best friends, you know, I'll endorse them. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. That guy's great in Excel. First of all, I don't know why endorsing somebody for being good in Excel is something that's going to be of tremendous value, but 
you know, Alan Dorsa uh, family are very, very close friends for just about anything. I admit that. Whether it's right or wrong, I'll do that. But just endorsing people's stom or just, you know, just clicking and yeah, endorse them for all these different things that I don't believe is good practice because, you know, then you're devaluing the value of an endorsement. Right now. So first of all, if you do get an endorsement from me for something, it's because either you're a close friend or a family member or because I really uh, believe you have that you have deserved that endorsement. So uh, giving blanket endorsements, I don't think are great, but definitely if there is somebody that you can endorse, then definitely you should. Again, it just creates that goodwill. It helps that other person out. It doesn't cost you anything. So it's definitely something a practice you should do. Now on Facebook, Facebook is a is a more intimate type of platform. I use uh, Facebook strictly for business or sometimes for uh, political stuff or for practicing and honing my uh, marketing skills, etc. And on Facebook, I also have I have I think about forty three hundred friends, where the large majority of them are from people. And a lot of times, people you know when you go into Facebook, they'll suggest friends for you. Now, normally, if I only have three or four or, you know, less than 20 friends in common with the person, I'm not going to connect with them. But if I see people that I have, that I share 50, 100, 200, 500, you know, um, connections with, then, you know, I'll, I'll uh, take Facebook suggestion and uh, connect with them. And again, not as often as Facebook, where Facebook is like 99% of the time where people will accept it. On Facebook, it's about 95% of the time. Uh, which is still pretty high. But again, if you see another from person and you have, you know, tens of connections with the person, and you know, chances are it could be that somebody would want to connect with you. Now, I once heard a, uh, I learned a great tool probably about five years ago or so from a guy named Jeff Pulver. And Jeff Pulver had said, he had sent me um, a, a happy birthday message. And so I mentioned, him, I said, Jeff, thank you so much. I know you're a busy guy. Thank you for taking the time. And he said something to me very profound. He says, if you're friends with somebody on Facebook and you don't take the time to wish him a happy birthday on his birthday, then why are you friends with him on Facebook? And that just made a lot of sense to me. If you cannot wish somebody that you're connected with a happy birthday on Facebook at least once a year, right? At least once a year, have that connection with the person, then why are you friends with him? And so every day, and of course, around the holidays, it gets a little tricky sometimes. But every day, one of the first things I do is I always wish happy birthday to my connections. And sometimes, you know, it'll take a couple of minutes. Sometimes there's, you know, I have 15 people that have a birthday on that day. Uh, and, and, and almost every day, I don't think there's a day that I don't have somebody um, whose birthday it is. So, you know, and, and it's a good way for me also to weed out uh, maybe people that I know I, I don't want to be friends with. Or that maybe I was friends with 10 years ago, but are not no longer people that are in my niche, so to speak. Uh, you know, I used to be more involved, I guess, in the, let's, for example, the domain name industry. You know, a couple of years back, I was very involved in buying and selling domain names. And I, uh, you know, so I had a lot of uh, different connections from there. But now on Facebook, they don't want to see my 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 posts about, you know, the From Entrepreneur podcast or about my book or, you know, you know, about things that affect the Jewish people. So when their birthday comes up, I may just like unfriend them. So it's a good way to weed out the people that you may no longer be connected with. At the same time, the people you are connected with, you know, at least once a year to say happy birthday to somebody can reignite, you know, that connection. It shows that you care about the person. It shows that you think about the person. And it's, a you know, a very good uh, trick to do and a very good thing to do. I wouldn't, you know, I don't like to use the word trick. I guess it's a, it's a, some advice that's definitely worthwhile 
that you should do. And very often you could add an added message. Hey, you know, if it's somebody, you know, went to school with 20 years, you could say, hey, what are you up to? How are you? What's going on? How's the family? You know, what business are you in? All right, it's a great way to reconnect and again, at least uh, keep your name in front of a person. All right, so Facebook for networking is fantastic. Uh, Twitter, Twitter is funny. Twitter, I've never really, really gotten into. I, I just never, it's just never has been my thing. I do have, you know, a bunch of Twitter accounts, you know, especially I have for the From Entrepreneur, where I, we have, I think, about 600 or so followers. And, you know, I definitely welcome you to follow me on Twitter if you're on Twitter at From Entrepreneur. Actually, it's at Frumpreneur because From Entrepreneur was too long. So if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'll put it in the show notes as well. Frumpreneur. And also connect to me on LinkedIn. If we're not connecting LinkedIn, definitely link, you know, link into me on LinkedIn. I'll accept it. But uh, and, and Twitter, my personal Twitter account, which is at Kligman, you know, I, I don't really use that much. I think I have, you know, a few thousand people following me or connected to. But I, I don't really I'm, I'm only connected. I'm only following like 100 people on there. So Twitter is something maybe I should use more. Um, I haven't used it so much in the past, you know, in terms of networking. I do whenever I make a post, though, on uh, Facebook. It does auto-post to uh, my Twitter accounts. But I and, probably, and for some of my businesses, I'll use it more. And maybe I could use it more for networking. It actually has. I did actually. I, I, I was published. There was an article published in me about me, an interview in Yiddish, in a Yiddish newspaper, a Yiddish magazine uh, a few months ago. And that connection actually came from Twitter. So, I mean, th- there is ways to you could uh, use Twitter to your advantage. I just uh, have not done that uh, so much in the past. I just think it's too noisy, too many things going on. But possibly, I guess, if I use it to direct message more, uh, maybe I could use it more for networking. That's just my own uh, personal uh, experience. Now, another great way to network is by going to events. You should definitely look into going to events. There are more and more events going on around the Jewish world, especially in the New York area. And when you go to an event, it's a great place to network, great place to meet other other people, other entrepreneurs. I think it's a fantastic way to spend some time, you know, get out of the office a little bit, you know, learn something new, see what else is out there, see what other business people are doing, and just to meet other uh, other uh, other people. Now, obviously, you know, that that's in the from Jewish world, but there's tons of events going on all over the world, you know, where uh, you can meet people uh, in your business, in your industry. And, you know, definitely a great place to network and to, to besides, you know, keep up with your learning of your industry, but just to meet other people. Now, you never know when a person you meet is going to lead to a fantastic business deal, right? It could just be that one person that you meet. And that's happened to me so many times where, you know, you could spend, you know, a couple of days in an event uh, or at a conference, but there's that one relationship, that one person that you meet that you hit it off with that you could do a uh, tremendous business with even down the line. As a matter of fact, this wasn't at an event, but uh, just reminds me uh, of a story uh, of a guy I went to Camp Raleigh with back in 1981. All right. I hadn't seen him. We were pretty good friends and you know, I treated him well. You know, I was always a nice guy. And uh, so when we were in camp together, we were pretty close, but I hadn't seen him, gosh, for I guess about 25 years or so. And then when I started uh, Vubix back in 2005, right? So he was actually ahead of a advertising network at the time. And uh, when I reached out to him, of course, he remembered me and we ended up uh, doing some great business together. So, you know, and, uh, it, you know, he gave us a good rate and, you know, we, we, we definitely spent, you know, uh, a lot of money with him. And so, you know, build, building that relationships and always being nice and good to people is always the, the way to go, you know, as I mentioned before. And it could always lead to business. You never know when or how, uh, but keeping, keeping your network 
up to date can definitely lead to things down the line. Uh, if you listen to my my first episode, now that we have two with Hanan Kaufman, you know my relationship with him started like seven years earlier, where he wanted a domain name I owned, JerusalemAngels.com, and I, I think we talk about that in my first episode with him. I'll link it in the uh, show notes. But that led to you know years later that we formed uh, Next Door together. And you can learn about Next Door, actually, in, in uh, episode 39, which, of course, I'll link to as well. So, you know, sometimes, you know, these relationships take years to put together. But Hanan, you know, was uh, so like the fact that I, you know, that was gave him this domain name for free because it was going to use it for a Jewish cause. So it just, you know, kept my, uh, it built my reputation with him. He saw what type of person I was. And so many years later, when he was looking to open up and start Next Door, and we reconnected about it, you know, uh, we ended up working together and uh, starting this uh, incredible venture together. So there's, you know, keeping your network uh, connected and, and um, keeping them up to date and treating them well, going to events, meeting new people are all things that you should be doing in order to help you uh, grow your business. Just one more note on events. The, you know, you should think about even starting your own event, right? I mean, you think about an event it doesn't have to be like a, a tremendous, uh, you know, thing where you're renting out, you know, um, a huge auditorium or something. You know, events can be just 10 people in a room. You know, rent, uh, if you have an office, you could just invite them to your conference room, right? It's just about getting started, meeting new people, sharing thoughts, sharing ideas, brainstorming together, right? So uh, that's another great way that if you want to meet new people, host an event, Right. If you could, if you could make a bar mitzvah, you can make an event. Right. If you can make a birthday party, right, for your six year old, you know, if you could order some pizza and, uh, and some French fries, then you could host an event. And, you know, that, I think it's a fantastic way to, to, to meet new people and to build relationships. So definitely th- those are some tricks and some things that uh, I would definitely do. Another thing that you should think about and something that I try to do is, and actually this is something that a fellow Yid named Gary Vaynerchuk always talks about. And that is to give, 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 and give some more, right? He has a book, uh, what's it called? Uh, jab, 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 Right Hook, where he talks about give, 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 give. And then when you ask for something, you know, the chances are that you'll get back from, uh, from your network, right? So he gives tons and tons of free content. And then once every couple of years to say, Hey, please buy my book, right? That's, that's, that's his, uh, his thing. And he's genuinely, I mean, if you follow him at all, you know he's genuinely a nice guy. He genuinely likes to help people, and he genuinely loves people, right? So, you know, that's something that that when you're networking and and you're trying to uh, get out there, you know, helping people, especially helping your fellow Yid, is uh, such an important uh, thing to do. But do it from your heart. Don't do it because it's good for business, even though it is good for business, right? But do it because you actually care, because you want to help people. Right. This this podcast started because I wanted to help people. I wanted to uh, help my fellow from entrepreneurs. Right. My book that's coming out and we'll talk about that in another episode when it actually uh, comes out. It's at the uh, printers now, actually, which is very exciting. But the reason I, I wrote the book was because, you know, people were coming to me and people come to me every week, every month uh, asking for advice and ideas. And, and I love helping people and I love giving back and trying to, to help others. But the problem is, there's only so many hours in a day. And so as much as I'd like to help every single person that contacts me is just not physically able to. And plus, it's part also for me uh, since I do consulting, right? So and, and a lot of times I'll, I'll still do it for free or if somebody uh, you know is in a, a bad situation, I'll definitely help them. I'll never say no. But I saw that in consulting for the last you know seven years or so, I saw that 80% of what I was telling people was some of the same um, 
what was the same stuff, you know, the same basics about about branding, about marketing. And so I decided to write a book about that because I said, you know, what, if I can't help everybody on a one on one scale, but if I write a book about it, then I could help many more people. And that was the idea of, of writing the book it was about uh, giving back. And so definitely whether it's an article, whether it's content, whether it's just a chesed making an introduction when, when appropriate, and I'll, I'll get to that a little bit later, but uh, trying to help somebody out uh, definitely uh, are things you should be doing and looking to do. And don't worry about getting anything back. It's not about getting anything back. It's not about I'll do for you if you do for me. Try to do things because you know it's right. Try to do things because you genuinely want to help people. Don't worry about what happens afterwards or if, even if you get a thank you. Don't ever expect a thank you. Of course, you should say thank you. Of course, you should have a karzatov. A karzatov is a huge thing. But if you do something, don't do it with any expectations. Just do it for the love of helping another person. And you'll see that'll grow a long way. And you should actually make that part of your schedule. Right, at least once a week, twice a week, look for ways that you could go out of your way to help somebody. Now, helping somebody doesn't mean you got to give them money. Doesn't mean that you got to sit with them for two hours. Right, helping somebody could just mean you know sending them a, a personal message that says, "Hey, I just want you to know that I think you're fantastic and you're doing a great job, and I think your business is great." And you know, just just pumping somebody up. You know, I, I, the power of a smile we know from uh, from the Gemara is is you know huge. Right, just smiling at somebody. So if you could take a couple of minutes and look and, and out of your schedule and say, hey, let me go on link. Let me look up somebody. Let me see if there's somebody I, I can help or just give advice or, you know, just say something nice to. It'll help build your niceness muscles, right? Your chesed muscles. And uh, chesed makes the world go around. Chesed is one of the pillars of us as the Jewish people. As a matter of fact, I was just learning. I have a, a share I go to in the mornings and we we're just learning about the three pillars of, of the world, which is Torah, Gimelas Chasadim. And um, and uh, avoda, right? And the Gemara says so. Avoda, I think I don't know. My Rebbe was uh, quoting. I think I don't know. It was the the Ben Ishchai who he quotes a lot, or it was Rav Brevda. But today, you know, of those three pillars, avoda we don't have because avoda, even though it's represented today by davening by tefillah, but really avoda meant the karbonos in the base of mikdash. So we don't have that. When it comes to Torah, he says even Torah today, we just have like the dust of Torah. We don't even have the deepness and the and and the the breadth and 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 you know the real kayach of Torah that we had, you know, back, you know, uh, you know, when we got out of Torah Messini, right? He says the only thing that we have today, maybe it was quoting the Gra, I don't, I don't remember. It's, it, I'll try to find it and put it in the show notes. But the only thing we really have today in its purest form is Gimilus Chasadim, right? Helping out somebody, doing a Chesed, that has the same kayach today as it has since uh, since the beginning of time, and so you know, as as from yids, as from entrepreneurs, as from business owners, we are. We have, you know, hundreds of opportunities a week to, to help other people and to make a kid a Hashem to, you know, do something not for the sake of anything in return, but just because you want to help somebody. And so obviously it's good for networking. It's good for your reputation and it's good for yourself as a, as a yid. But, uh, forget the, you know, the, the, the mitzvah that you have involved in that is just tremendous. So always try to look for ways how you could help somebody else. That's also, uh, a huge part of, of networking. Okay, and one other uh, important part in the good, right, before we get to the bad and then the ugly, <laughs> is it's important to treat your audience and your network with respect. And what do I mean by that? Always use the rule, don't do unto others what you don't want done unto you. Meaning, if you don't like to get spam, don't spam somebody, right? If you don't want to see advertisements that, that don't really affect you, so don't put advertisements to other people, uh, on other people. For example, you know, on my, on my website, you know, I don't have advertising. I, even though I could put an ad network on there, 
and I could, you know, try to make nickels and dimes. But I said to myself, I want to get, create a good user experience. I have people that are coming, they're coming to my website. Uh, they're reading my posts. They're listening to my podcast. I don't want to harpoon them with advertisements when I want to give them a good experience, right? The, the $5 or $10 I'll make on a, on a couple of clicks is not worth it to, you know, have someone have an, uh, a more negative experience or that they shouldn't enjoy or focus on, on what they're coming to the site for. Now, I know obviously you're not forcing anybody to, to click on advertisements and stuff, but I just like, I, I think a site that doesn't have advertisements is just more beautiful. Now, even with this podcast, though, I, I, you know, I'll, I'll get sponsors from time to time and I'll allow advertisements, but it'll be something that it's more um, Nogea for my listeners. Like I'm not just going to take an advertisement from something that has that my listeners could care less about because then I'm not giving any value. And you always want to look to give value, give value to your audience, give value to the people you're networking with. Right. You always want to treat them with respect and treat them how you want to be treated. Right? So that's also something uh, very important to keep in mind. And when we get to the ugly, I'll give you some a uh, couple of bad examples of this. Okay, so let's uh, talk about the bad. Now, we're talking about, uh, you know, uh, about treating people with respect. So if you have someone's email, right, you don't want to spam them. You don't want to just waste their time. And there's been a guy, obviously I'm not going to say his name. I don't even remember how I know him, how I met him, how he got my email. But for like two years already, I'll get an email every Arab Shabbos. And I'm BCC'd on the email that just says, uh, good Shabbos, right? And, or, or have a good Yuntif, right? Now, this guy is bringing me, it's nice, you know, okay, very, very, very cool. But every week, what do I have to do? I have to get the email, then I have to delete it. There's absolutely no value in it. I don't know the guy, or at least I don't think I know the guy. And there's no, there's nothing else. There's no, it's not like there's a Devar Torah there. It's not like there's uh, information about him or who he is or, or uh, offering any value. It's just, an email that every week I have to delete. And there's no unsubscribe button because it's not a newsletter. He BCCs me, right? So today, finally, actually, when I'm preparing for this uh, this podcast episode, I said, no, I'm just going to ask him to, you know, very nicely, hey, can you just uh, remove me from, from your list? So hopefully he will. And it's nothing personal. It's just that, you know, time is the most valuable commodity we have. You know, we can't get more of it. And, you know, we have to utilize it the best we can. So don't waste people's time. I think that's a very important lesson. If you're going to try to add value, fantastic. If you're not adding any value, then why are you doing it for, right? So now, but when people do reach out to you and you have ways for people to uh, reach out for you, like, you know, on my websites, you know, I have a way for people to contact me. If someone is going to go and take their time to contact you, if they're going to ask you a question, if they're going to even just make comments, like, I, you know, I get a lot of people that tell me how much they're enjoying my podcast, right? Respond to them. If they're taking the time to, you know, contact you and to let them, let you know your thoughts, so respond to them. Respond to them in a nice way. Even if there's criticism, you know, you should respond in a nice way. And always be courteous. Always be nice to people. Always uh, be, be um, responsive if you're making yourself accessible. Now, you know, why I am accessible on LinkedIn, I'm accessible uh, via my, my websites, right? But um, my, one thing, you know, I'm not accessible so much by phone, and that's by choice. I just don't like phone calls. I don't know why, just never did. And I guess, oh, actually, the truth is, I guess I don't like phone calls because there's this feeling or sense that if the phone rings, you have to pick it up. And I'm like, well, if I'm in the middle of something, what if I'm busy with something? What if I want to be doing something else now? So just because the phone rings doesn't mean that you need to talk to the person at that time or that moment, right? With email, with texting, with other things, you can set aside time and decide when you want to respond. 
But when the phone rings, like my family knows, first of all, I never pick up my house phone. Right? And, my, and my family knows that if someone calls me, they should take a message for me. And if it's important, I'll get back to the person. And if it's not, then I'll let someone else handle it or I just won't call back. But just because someone calls you, and I know this, I see this a lot, uh, not just in business, but just in regular people's homes. When, when someone calls, it, it doesn't mean you have to pick up the phone. You have answering machines. If you're busy, you don't have to stop what you're doing in order to pick up the phone. And uh, so, so personally, so I don't, so I'm not so accessible by phone, right? So, but if I am accessible in other ways, so if you are, if you make yourself accessible, be responsive to that. That's more of the point of what I'm, what I'm saying. Now, and, and, and just again, you know, don't, if someone is going to reach out to you, you know, follow up with the person, don't ignore the person. If you, right. So if people come to you and they want to, uh, they say to you, Hey, I want to come, uh, I want to uh, speak to you, want to uh, pick your brain, I want to get some advice from you. And you say, okay, get back to me next week. So get back to the person, right? Always be responsive. Don't just leave the person hanging. Again, these are just uh, things uh, not to do. Don't be bad. Be good. Right. But now let's get to the ugly. An incident happened to me recently, and I thought about it deeply, and it really irked me. Obviously, again, I'm not going to use any names, but somebody reached out to me and said, hey, I want to meet up. I see you're an entrepreneur, and I want to, uh, you know, let's meet up for coffee and uh, and let's talk. I said, fine, sure. You know, I always make, like meeting new people, even though I'm busy, you know. He didn't tell me exactly what his agenda was, but I figured, it, you know, he was a, he looked like a nice guy, and so I decided to be with him and we went, went for coffee. And at the meeting we met for coffee, he just said, okay, I'm, what I'm doing, I'm just trying to expand my network, blah, blah, blah. And he asked me to connect him to a very, very wealthy entrepreneur, very wealthy from entrepreneur, who I'm uh, friendly with. And he said to me, he made me an offer. He said, listen, I want to connect with this guy because I want to offer him uh, X, Y, and Z. Now, he know so I said, you know what? I'm happy if I could help somebody, if I can make a connection, right? I'll try to do it if I feel it's right, if I feel it's good, right? But I worked hard over the last bunch of years to build my network and it's part of respecting your network. Right? When you're dealing with people that are have a high net worth, so to speak, and have become very successful, and you know that their time is super valuable, because I know my time is super valuable, and so I know and, and it just doesn't really matter of how much money you have, but you know, if people are, people are super busy, right? So you want to value somebody's time, right? So if I have a connection with somebody and I know this person because of his, because of his success and because of how much money he made, I know that people want to contact him and get through to him uh, all the time. And I have this, you know, with, with several people I'm, I'm close with, right? I'm not going to just make the connection because, hey, you want to go and be friends with him and, 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 and take his time from him, right? But this guy told me, I want to offer him this. I said, you know what? If you're willing to offer him that value, I'll make the connection because, A, you know, it makes me look good, you know, that I'm bringing some value to him. And B, I'm happy to help you if I can. Right? If you can make this connection, then it's fantastic. So I, so I said at this meeting, I said, okay, sure. You know, you're going to offer him this. I'll make that, uh, I'll make that connection for you. A couple of days later, he sends me an email. Says, "Hey, can you make that connection for me?" I said, "Sure." How do you want me to phrase uh, this offer that you want to offer? Should I say it like this, like that? He says, "Oh, oh, no, no, no! Don't offer him that. It's not really uh, ready yet." Blah, blah blah blah. Like all sorts of excuses. I'm like, so I said to him, "So then, why are you? You know, so tell me why should I make this connection? What do you want me to say to him that brings value to him?" And he's like, "Well, I just I'm just looking to connect. I'm collecting mentors. I'm collecting people that I could connect with that I could become." You know, people that could pick their advice and and uh, get to know get to know them and and be able to you know connect connect with them. And I'm thinking to myself, well, that's not what you said to me in our meeting. I said this guy is a very successful guy, 
I, I happen to know that he doesn't like his time is very valuable. And I know he doesn't have time for just um, meetings. He just doesn't like, and I know that he do, he would not appreciate if I just said, "Hey, this guy wants to meet you for coffee and pick your brain." But I know that he would not appreciate that, and I know that would make me look bad, right? If I was bringing him value, if it was something that I felt uh, would be beneficial for him, then great, I'm happy to make that connection, right? But if you're just saying, "Hey, I just want to go because I want to use this person for my own personal benefit," well, I'm not going to make that connection for you. Right. And, and, you know, and, and now I'm, I'm a nice guy and I, and I hate to, hate to have said it like that. And I, and I'm sure, and I said things in a nice way, but like, you know, it's not being rude. It's not being mean. Like the guy like got upset at me and sent me like a couple of emails that were, that were sort of nasty. And I was like, why, why am I, am I being, and I thought about it. I said, am I being nasty? You know, just because, you know, if I have connections with people, right, that I've built up the relationships with the person so that when I call the person, the person will respond to me. If I text the person, the person will respond to me. If I ask for a meeting with the person, I'll get that meeting because I built up the relationship over the last year or two years or depending on, you know, who the person is. I said, this guy wants to jump on that and jumped on the connection that I have. And the guy just met me. I'm not even friends with the guy, right? And he wants me to jump over, uh, wants to jump over me just to get to this other guy. And I'm supposed to say yes and do it, right? Just because I'm a nice guy. I said, that's not being nice. It's not being fair. And that's not treating your network with respect, right? I wouldn't want somebody to do that to me, right? My, my time is extremely valuable. And, and I don't want people, and it's hard enough for me to, you know, people that do connect to me and do reach out, it's hard for me to, to like uh, make time for them or, or, or to say, no, I, I just can't right now, right? But if someone's just, if someone, if a friend of mine just says, Hey, this guy just wants to sit with you and, and, um, you know, just, uh, for no reason or he wants to just pick your brains and stuff. And, you know, I have to, a lot of times I have to say, I can't do it. I'm sorry. You know, I'd love to, you know, but I, I just don't have the time right now. Right. So, um, we have to respect people and, and, and you have to think like, how would I want, want to be treated? Now, it's also that, that this person, if I, if, if I introduced him to everybody who wants introduction to him, right, will he value me anymore? If I ask for a meeting with him for myself after I brought him 10 useless meetings, quote unquote, uh, or, or if I sent 10 people to connect with him and now g- gave him their email and, and now that these people were trying to take his time away from him, you know, is he going to still have that same good thoughts about me? I don't think so because that's, that's just not how it works. So, and it reminded me when I was, when I was uh, thinking about this story, it reminds me of an epic post by Hillel Fold. Uh, that he wrote on this idea so, uh, people that are asking him to like random pages or, or uh, of things that have no value to his audience. And I'm going to link to it in the show notes. And it's definitely a worthwhile read for, for anybody. But one of the quotes that he says there, he says, so let's break this down for a second. You want me to take this network, which I spent years building and spam them by promoting a cause, which is in no way connected to the reason they so loyally follow or read my content, Right. And the, it's an important point. And, you know, people, you know, I can't tell you how many times this happened to me or people will say, you know, uh, private message me on, on Facebook and say, hey, can you like my page? Can you like my page? And you know what? To be honest with you, a lot of times I'll like the person's page. Now, I'm not asking you to come in and ask me to like your page, but I'd say about more than half the time I'll do it just because I have nothing to lose. And if it makes the person feel better, if it gives them a little smile and, you know, if and I don't follow the content, like there's a way to unfollow that page. So I'll never follow the information of the page. But, you know, if it, if, if it takes me a second and I could do that for the person, then then I'll do it. Right. But, you know, a lot of times I'll get somebody to ask me, hey, can you post this on your page? Meaning I have an audience of, you know, thousands of people and I try to give them good quality content. And it's something that Hillel talks about also. 
right? Why would I post something that has zero value to them, right? And if I did that every single time, then when I do post something from my own business or, you know, something that I think will be valuable, I'll get ignored, right? So I think, you know, definitely read uh, Hill's post. I'm going to, you know, again, link to it in the in the show notes, but that's not respecting me, right? That's not respecting my time. And it's not, you know, it's sort of, again, like trying to take advantage of, yeah, I've, I've built my relationships over years and I've built, you know, my reputation over years. I'm not going to just put that at risk uh, for something that, because you want to try to get a few more hits or, or views or looks, you know, to your product or service that you're trying to push, right? You know, there was some, you know, Hill got some, some negative feedback about that. Oh, why are you not being so nice? Blah, blah, blah. But there is true truth to, to what he wrote and truth to what he spoke about. And I think it's very, very important to keep in mind, you know, when you're asking people to do, to do you a favor. Now, another thing that people has asked me to do, and this has happened uh, recently, more recently as well, is that people will say to me, and this happened to me, uh, twice this week, actually, or somebody say, I'll say to me, Hey, I have this business. It's fantastic. It's great. And I'll give you a percentage if you'll promote it for me, if you'll get me leads. Now, you know, I think it's a nice idea. And, you know, in theory, hey, why can't I get someone else to do the hard work for me? Right. Then again, this guy built up his reputation. This guy built up his network. And let me just jump on that and I'll give him a percentage of sales. But why would I do that? I'm not I'm not going to do that. Right. I'm not going to unless it's something I believe, unless I really feel it's a fantastic idea. But in one case, it's, you know, I didn't feel it was such a great opportunity. And right? I didn't feel like it was worth the hype that that he, that he wanted me to promote. And so, you know, I definitely cannot do that and won't do that because it's my reputation. If I don't believe in the business, if I don't believe it's is such a great opportunity, then why would I tell even if you're going to give me a commission, even if you pay me, you know, a thousand dollars per per lead, I wouldn't do it. Because, you know, I don't want that person coming back to me and say, hey, why did you introduce me to this guy? Why did you tell me this is a good business to get into, you know, if, if you don't, if this thing didn't work out, right? So if I believe in an idea, if I felt it was fantastic, if I felt it was a really good opportunity, you know, then maybe I would share it with, with a few people or the right people because I really believe in it and I think it would be beneficial for the person, for both people, right? I like a win-win-win scenario, right? I like it when everybody wins from a scenario, but in a scenario where only one person wins and it's a risk whether the other person will win as well, I'm not going to take a risk with my reputation. I'm not going to take a risk with harming somebody if I'm not 100% sure or if I'm not very close to being 100% sure, right? And, that, and that, again, that happened uh, twice this week uh, with with, uh, with people. And one was, one was somebody I knew, you know, I know pretty well. And one was with somebody who just reached out to me on LinkedIn, you know, just somebody who I don't know well at all. And I was like... Uh, you know, asking me, you know, as an energy company or something, he said, he'll give me 15% of every lease I bring in. And it's like, it's just funny to think that he thinks, oh, I'm now going to go spam everybody to everybody I know, hey, you got to try out this product because I can make 15%. No, that's, that's not how it works. And it, and he's not going to be successful in his business if he thinks that's going to be a, a good way to, to bring in new people. Now, another thing that's happened, and this is, you know, going to be the last piece we'll talk about in this, this episode, because <laughs> this also happened to me twice this week. I know, it was a busy week this week. But somebody asked me, I guess, uh, before Pesach, he Facebooked me. He says, hey, I have this new business. I was wondering if you could give me some advice. And it was before, before Pesach. I said, listen, I really can't right now. You know, why don't you contact me after Pesach? And so he contacted me after Pesach. And I, again, I had to push him off. And then finally, then he contacted me a third time. I said, okay, sure. You know, what's up? How can I help you? And he sends me a message. Hey, uh, watch this eight-minute video. And then after eight minutes, I'll, I'll get back to you. And ask you what you thought. Now, right away, I knew that this is a multi-level marketing thing. 
And I said to him, I said, seriously, you think I'm going to watch your multi-level? I thought you wanted my business advice. I said, my business advice is run very far away and don't ever do this again to anybody from multi-level marketing. And he says, it's not multi-level marketing. I said, it's not. I click on the, on the, so I click on the link and of course it's a multi-level marketing company. And I had, you know, I, I unfriended this, this person after telling him and actually this, this time I wasn't so nice because I, it, the multi-level marketing thing really, really annoys me. And I'll tell you why. And this is one, and actually I write about this in my book also, The From Entrepreneur. When you, it's not whether you can make money or not, whether it's real, whether opportunity is real, right? Whether it is, whether it isn't, that's a sec, that's secondary. The main thing, and the main thing that irks me is that you're going to do things like this. You're going to try to contact people, people you know, people you don't know, and try to push your, your message, your multi-level marketing scheme onto other people. Right now, it just happens to be that multi-level marketing, network marketing has such a horrible, horrible reputation. And the reason it has such a horrible reputation is because in nine out of 10 cases, the products aren't very good. The products are not worth the value. And the person's only making money by signing up other people. And he's being taught by, by video, by podcasts, by uh, emails. He's taught how to get your friends and people you know, how to get your network involved. Right. And, and, and that he's being brainwashed into just getting people to sign up, sign up, sign up, sign up. It doesn't matter about the products as much as it's as is it building your downline and how to build your downline and how to get other people involved, right? So if you, uh, now, first of all, yeah, obviously the large majority of people don't make money in network marketing and end up losing money. You know, in the probably the ninety percent. And of course, you'll you'll hear stories. And I know there's a bunch of from people out there, young guys that are hustling and and making thousands of dollars in network marketing. But is that really worth the risk to your reputation? Yeah, you have, you know, those few guys that are getting cars. Okay. It's not very hard to lease a luxury car today for $400 a month. Right. So, you know, but, and I'm not going to say people are not making money yet. So you'll have a few people that are making money. Right. But is that really what you want to base your career after? Do you want to be the guy who, when someone, when you approach somebody, they automatically have a negative feeling about you or they automatically think, oh, this guy just wants me in his network. Oh, he just wants to pitch me. Right. It's not worth risking your, 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 reputation, right? If you don't want to become that guy in shul that people avoid or that guy, you know, when he calls you, you don't want to return the phone call, right? Because you know, these guys in network marketing are being trained, yo mama Valila, to get you into their system, right? And that's all they think about is their system. They're trained to think about it 24-7, you know? And, and you know, in Shabbos, they, they, they got to, you know, you have to work extra hard to, to not think about it, right? But in, if you've ever been part of a network marketing company, you know that they are skilled and trained into pumping you up and to motivating you and to getting you thinking and to how to deal with people and to always be closing, ABC, always be closing, right? Always trying to get other people into your downline and networking and pumping them up and getting them excited, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And so twice this week, people reached out to me with a network marketing thing. One guy just outright lied to me and said it wasn't network marketing. Another guy, I just said, you know what? I'm telling you, you know, my advice is to just stay away from this stuff because right now those two people that contact me, I'll never contact, do business with them again. You know, I I unfriended, one of them was on Facebook, so I unfriended him, right? And the other person I'm just not going to be in touch with anymore. It's just not worth it for me, right? And it's not worth it for you. Right. Just so you, you know, I'll, I'll give you an example. I mean, there are, there are, I don't want to say that all network comp- marketing companies are horrible or bad or whatever, but if someone is pressuring you to buy stuff that you could actually get cheaper elsewhere or the product is not so fantastic or they're more interested in you joining their downline than they are of you enjoying the products, then it's not something that you want to be a part of. Right. Let's, I'll take, I'll give you one example of, of, of a good product. 
right? And that is Meluca, right? Meluca, I never got involved, but it happens to be that their products were good. And so I would buy the products from somebody and I thought that was legitimate. You want to come, you want to sell me products that are good, good quality, you know, and the pricing is good and it's not just some scammy thing. I'm happy to buy from you. And I think that there's nothing wrong with direct sales and there's nothing wrong with building a client list and selling them good quality products. But if you're going to hack me to come in and join your downline and to go to meetings and to show me presentations and just watch this video and you got to come and you got to check it out and we're doing this and, and look at my new, uh, my, my, you know, my new Lexus I, I just got and, 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 and doing all this hype, I'm going to run away and so should you. Right. Again, there's there's a fine line between building a legitimate business, building a legitimate direct sales company or or, or selling uh, good quality products for a good price, you know, and then just being part of a obsession, being part of something that just takes over your mind 24 seven, something that's just all about building your downline and being told, hey, if they don't come in, you know, just forget, cut them and forget them and move on to something else. And you don't want to become that guy who people avoid at simchas, people avoid in shul, people avoid at school meetings, right? And even, you know, people that, you know, that your kids are going to, you know, friends of your kids are going to can make fun of you, right? You don't want to become that person. So when it comes to network marketing, I would stay far, far away. Definitely don't just pitch it to people and say, hey, watch this video. And don't lie to me. Don't say, hey, you want my business advice. You don't want my business advice. You wanted me, this guy, I know what he wanted. He wanted me to watch this eight-minute video, get so excited, so go, oh my gosh, this is fantastic. I, I, I got to sign up and, oh, oh uh, and, and, I'll, and I'll be under you. Yeah, and I'm going to bring in hundreds of people because I have this, right? That's just ridiculous. That's just ridiculous. That's not going to work. And if you took the time and if you respected me at all, and if you looked at, you know, at my websites or you looked at my LinkedIn profile, you see, you know, show a little respect that I'm not the type of guy that's just going to fall for these type of scammy things. And I'm not going to just push your agenda, push your thing out. You're, you're living in a dream world. And I know that that's what the MLM uh, network teaches you. It teaches you to dream big and to think big and, you know, hey, I'm going to get these people and I'm going to make these phone calls. I'm going to get these people come to these meetings and then they're going to spread it to their friends and they're going to spread it to their friends. They're going to spread it to their friends and then we're going to make a ton of money, right? That's not how it works in the real world. In the real world, you have to work hard. In the real world, you have to build your relationships. In the real world, you have to, you know, make sure that your reputation stays, uh, stays, uh, you know, great, right? You want to be excited about your product. You want to be excited about your business, but don't be excited about a network marketing uh, scam, Okay. Anyway, those are my thoughts. Networking. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. Obviously, there's a lot more I could say on the subject, on the topic. Let me know, you know, any great networking uh, ideas that you have, and I'll be happy to share them because that's quality value. I'll share them with with, with my listeners. You know, I'll put them in the show notes. I'll, I'll, I'll you know, tweet it out for whatever that's going to be worth, or post on Facebook or LinkedIn, whatever. And I hope you enjoyed the, this episode. And yeah, please definitely, definitely link into me. Definitely follow me on Twitter at Kligman or at at Frumpreneur. And, uh, you know, I hope you get value from these episodes and uh, let me know what you think. Thank you for listening to the From Entrepreneur Podcast with Nahum Kligman. We hope you learned something valuable and will share this with your friends. For show notes, archives of previous episodes and more information to help you start and grow your business, please visit our website, www.fromentrepreneur.com. Listen, learn, be Masliach.